Hey, welcome to the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Bronson. And I'm Joe. And this week is the first edition of the Tabletop Trio cooking episode. Joe, what 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 did we cook? Today we cooked chicken karage, which is a Japanese fried chicken. It was delicious, and if you check the description, we will have the ingredients so you can follow along. We're also talking about D&D one-shots and campaigns that are good to run for fresh DMs. Yeah, so all that and a whole lot more. Uh, let's dive into today's episode of Tabletop Trio. Hey, welcome. Hello. Welcome back to Tabletop Trio. Lots of, uh, lots of fun stuff planned today. Uh, as you can see, our setup is a little bit different. Um, I'm missing, but yes. today I'm Joe. I'm Just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, welcome in. I'm Bob. I'm Bronson. And I'm Joe. Sorry, I'm used to saying a third. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. It's like, wait. Well, I mean, wrong you're, you're in the middle seat, so yeah. you get to go second. Yeah, and yeah. Joe is, uh, Joe's over on the other side here. I'm, I'm yonder. This is our cooking <laughs> setup. Yeah. For today. And uh, we're going to be doing something really fun. Uh, last week we had Spencer on uh, at Amateur Everything, and he rolled to see what we would cook. The first time we tried it was for egg drop soup. Yeah. Wasn't looking forward to it. But then he so intelligently pointed out that the rolling system that we came up with actually was shorting us by 100 because we didn't start with a 0 to 100 option. We started right at 100. So we added a hundred onto that at the end and uh, ended up with something much, much more fun looking. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll let Joe, because Joe has the recipe book in front of him. Um, what, so what are we cooking today? We are cooking chicken karage, which is a Japanese style fried chicken with soy, sake, uh, and ginger marinade. Except I got a little spicy and I added garlic. Oh, watch <laughs> out. <laughs> Well, because we were talking off the air uh, just before the show and how you're, like the cookbook was saying, if you want to get crazy, you could add some garlic in it. Like, Yeah, it's <laughs> real crazy. Hey, listen, they, they don't inherently know that Italians are reading it. That's a fair point. But uh, you have Annunziata, Giaquinto, and Ferry. So <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my name directly translates to irons in Italian. Mine is to announce. I'm like from something another. I, I forget exactly what what it like <laughs> exactly changes into, but it's uh, I know because Ja is like into mm. um like into the five. I think it like technically means hmm. or like you know collo- colloquially colloquially. That's a hard. Maybe word to you're say. like meant to be in like five finger death punch or something <laughs> they are very eh, band yeah i think <laughs> not my uh not my favorite band but they suck fight yeah. me but did yeah. you hear about a thing i'm afraid <laughs> oh that was their one of their lyrics i think oh it was like the whole song neat <laughs> Uh, 4am watch says, Hey, nice kitchen. (laughs) I wonder why they would say that. Right. (laughs) Crazy. But uh, I I guess we'll, uh, we'll get started with the whole cooking thing. I, yeah, sure. Um, I paced back and forth because I don't know. I can't stand still. Uh, so we have here some chicken. We got some shoyu because Boy, was it a hard time to find, uh, what was it, light uh, soy sauce. Because when you think light soy sauce, you just think less sodium soy sauce. Yeah, that's not it. So light soy sauce is a white soy sauce. It's supposed to be uh, more salty, a little sweeter, just a whole different thing. Hmm. So three stores later, uh, I found shoyu, which... It's like double soy sauce. Um, 
so it, it'll still have a little bit of that sweeter, saltier. So it's a good stand-in. If you can't find it, sure you works. More you then know. I have some uh, sweetened sake because I didn't want to go to a liquor store just because. Yeah, right. one, one less trip. Cooking. You know. Yeah, this is cooking sake. Uh, then I have about a one-inch piece of ginger, two cloves of garlic, and uh, I don't know, this is to like hit people with. It's for garnish. So, what is it? Chives. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> uh, in the chat, D-Dub says, Joe shattering navy and black Crocs here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so, you like my shirt. Well, not my shirt, my thing. Your apron. Um, apron. Yes. Apron. So, your I artisan guess. smock. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, my cooking smock. <laughs> Don't let them know it's also about painting. <laughs> As opposed to the what smock. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's on a need-to-know basis. And you, you don't need to know. So we're taking a tablespoon of the shoyu and then a tablespoon of the uh, sake. Those go in there, and then you're done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of fucking recipe. Right. Like two steps, pour a couple things in, we're good. We're golden. Listen, the the only reason a couple nights ago that I was able to make my mom's recipe meatballs was because Joe directly walked me through it like two months ago. So I basically already knew uh, like how to prep the the oil in the pan and when to rotate them and all that happy horse shit. And they turned out great. And it's all Joe's fault. <laughs> they looked amazing. Could you? They looked fantastic, by the way. Oh my god! I, was, I still have to post that picture to the video to Instagram. You do. I I made an unruly amount of meatballs. <laughs> you mean the correct amount? Dub says Joe walked me through steak on Discord. Which iteration? Because Joe makes it great like five different ways. <laughs> yeah. Are you that talking about least. the sous vide? That no, it was just a skillet. He had a cast iron. That was really funny. Oh. Because Elena came downstairs uh, with some really important, like, talking. Mm. And she's like, hey, I need to talk to you about... And then just sees me and him, like, walking around with a steak and, like, seasonings. And then me walking through it. And she's like, oh, this is important. You're teaching the youth. (laughs) (laughs) So what you hear is me just chopping some ginger. This is a cooking ASMR channel now. I could bring the mic lower. 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 Too low. Lower. (laughs) Love me a good Futurama ref. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. So you're just mincing everything. It doesn't... You're not cooking with these, so it doesn't really matter. It's just for a marinade. Got it. So we're going to take all this stuff, throw it in the thing, That fancy swipe in and onto the knife. It's either that or your fingers, and then everything gets sticky, and it's. Just... I usually just pick up the whole cutting board and dump it into something. Yeah, Honestly, then... same. <laughs> what am I gonna do with all the garbage? It also goes. This in is there? why you cook better than me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just adds uh, a couple garlic wrappers get in there. Who's gonna know? It's a flavor saver. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the marinade is. Pretty much ready at this point. Um, all right. A half teaspoon of kosher salt. Why kosher? Because that's what it said. Weird. I didn't realize they had a measuring um, amount, or I guess tool for measuring such a small amount that equates to about as much patience as I have. <laughs> Insane. No, they do have an eighth teaspoon. That's probably more your Yeah, spoon. more. Yep, it's yep. comically small. <laughs> much like my patience. <laughs> So we got a chicken uh, thighs here. I got boneless. Uh, I don't think they're skinless, but that doesn't matter. Um, I just grabbed what I had. So the recipe calls for one pound. These are like monster thighs. So I'd say about three of them. If you shop at like your BJ's, Costco, about three thighs. Everybody loves monster thighs. Look at that. Look at that big chunk. Jesus H. Those are huge. What does the H stand for? Uh, 
Jesus. Horatio. Got it. Jesus, Horatio, Christ. Yep. I like Jesus. <laughs> That's a J. No. Hey. Like, oh, hey. English. English, Jesus. It's different. Like H-E-Y-Z-U-E-S? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Z-E-U-S? English. You could do it both. Hey, Zeus. That's the... That's the best part about English. Don't Is make that... it bad. <laughs> I don't know the song. I don't like the Beatles. Also, don't at me. Understandable. They're, they're... Don't at me. <laughs> you know. A lot what of hot takes oh, for whatever. me tonight. Right? Actually, yeah. Tell me how much yeah. you hate that opinion. Who, who do you like please. more, the Beatles or Five Finger Death Punch? <laughs> uh, I will choose option <laughs> C, kill myself. <laughs> That is that no, is the I, hottest of hot takes, Bob. I don't I don't hate the Beatles. I just don't go out of my way to listen to the Beatles. I actively hate Five Finger Death Punch. Understandable. And if you listen to Five Finger Death Punch, I'm sorry. Reconsider. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Something must have obviously happened to your hearing, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Apparently, our <laughs> our camera decided it wanted to freeze again. So yeah, well, we'll, we'll have, have to doing that today. play around with it. Yeah, apparently uh, it's just like... Mm. My camera or your camera? My camera. <laughs> oh, good. So you get to be the star of this show. Jim. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, say chicken thighs might be one of my favorite things to cook because they're they're easy. Yeah. Like, nor and, you know, bone-in, my favorite thing is take a bone-in, uh, olive oil, get it all nice and oiled up, mm-hmm. uh, oh, throw in, yeah. like, salt, pepper, paprika... Um, some like chili powder, a um, couple other spices. My dad actually found the real recipe for Emerald Lagasse's essence. Like when that huh. was a big thing, like in the nineties, huh. he actually has the, the real recipe for that. So he'll make that all the time. And he, we literally put that on everything, mm-hmm. throw it in the oven for like 45 minutes. And then an additional half hour, the skin comes out so crispy it's nice. like eating potato chips. Hell yeah. And the inside is so <laughs> juicy. Like, it's absolutely amazing. Dalton says, can I interest you in Imagine Dragons? And then, sorry, Imagine Dragon. Um, yeah, imagine fighting a white dragon in the middle of a blizzard, Dalton. Who'd, who'd, who'd do such a thing? <laughs> uh, I don't dislike Imagine Dragons. Uh, I've heard they're really bad live. I've never heard them live. I've also heard a couple songs by them that were really annoying, but for the most part, I don't mind them. The, mm-hmm. What was that one that was like the thunder, the, the thunder, like that? Yeah, that was one of their thunder? songs. Uh, is that the song name? I think I think it's called Thunder. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I turn it off, so I never even look what the song name is. I hate that, like I'm a thunder, like that high pitched one. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I uh, I like them. Not a tiefling. Um. Only because the lead singer actually has the same semi-rare health condition that my father has. Interesting. So, I mean, that's, you know, obviously not cool, but, like, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. They both have this, you know, semi-rare health condition that, like, neat. Like, I can kind of... Hope he does well. Yes, exactly. And like, I understand I kinda, what like, he's going understand through. what he's... Exactly. Yeah. So you're rooting for him. Exactly. Makes sense. Exactly. Makes sense. So I can't really hate them. They're not my favorite. But I think there's yeah. very few bands that I openly hate. Um, and it's it's usually when like one of the band members has done something terrible and the band refuses to admit it. Yep. Um, so like a lot of the bands that get a lot of hate, like Nickelback, right? Nickelback gets a shit ton of hate. I, mm-hmm. I think that's basically just a meme, right? Like they're a generic rock band, whatever. But uh, it is what it is, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, we're going to actually take a quick little pause here because both of our cameras decided they wanted to freeze. Both of them? Both of them? Super neat. Both At the them. same time? Both of them. Wow, both we're them? so lucky. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they can obviously still hear us. Right now, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I guess the only thing that really ends up making me hate a band is when one of the band members does something like absolutely demonstrable that the band refuses to acknowledge or address. Um, 
or if it's like one of the band members has done something so egregious that it doesn't even matter if the rest of the band cares about it or not. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if it's something small, like, oh, so-and-so cheated on his wife. Yeah, that makes him a piece of shit. Probably not going to make me stop listening to a band, though. But if it's something like, I don't know, sexual assault or worse, then I usually just end up completely stopping listening to them because I can't not think about it when it happens. So I'll, you know, even bands that have been recently accused of stuff. One of my favorite bands in the world was a band called I the Mighty. And um, turns out their uh, lead singer did some sexual abuse stuff and uh, the rest of the band knew about it, except for the drummer. Somebody accused them of it out in public and uh, the the singer gave this completely half-assed, like, oh, I don't remember doing that, but if I did do that, I didn't do it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and the drummer <laughs> was like, yeah, fuck you guys, and just quit like on the spot, and that was the end of the band, that's which good. sucks because their music was really good, but now I can't listen to it. <laughs> now I can't listen to it without thinking of uh, of that guy, you know? Well, that, that's how it was for me with uh, the band Ailstorm, how I didn't find out until actually on the podcast that you're like, yeah, the lead singer did a racism. And I'm like, oh, because I was hooked yeah. on them. And I, I hate to be the one to break that to you, but I figured you'd want to know. Oh, no, for sure. And yeah. like, that was one of those things where like, I found out that he did, you know, like he was in this group chat and uh, with another band that he's in. And they were talking about like, how they're trying to like sleep with their their you know listeners and that kind of stuff. Oh and, boy! Um, a couple members in that band in the other band were using some not so uh, good words. Oh man! Um, what the fuck is wrong with people? And yeah, it was uh, it wasn't pretty, and that's that's it, it's a shame too because I was obsessed with listening to them and like all that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, yeah, I'm I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah. What can you do? But it, it feels like it's just so frequent now. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like too with it with the internet, like it's all out there in public, and anyone can be like, "Oh, look at the screenshot of this text message," and yeah, you know, there we go. Yep. Yeah. So I got stuff. All right. So I have one inch chunks just in the bowl. You just get on in there. Of chicken. Yeah. Oh. I know. What else would it be? I just wanted to give you a cheeky question. Hmm. One inch chunks. Cheeky question. (laughs) So you mix it all in there. Make sure the chicken gets um, soy sauce colored. Do do you want me to get in there with ASMR? Um, I don't know if the macaroni and cheese noise in the mic is gonna. (laughs) Oh no. Uh Oh, that is. I changed my mind. That is a noise. No longer an ASMR channel. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us. Good night, everybody. So that is ready to go. It will marinate for about an hour. You could go up to 24 hours. Uh, probably don't go more. Probably don't go less. So I'm going to pop this in the fridge. I'm going to rinse my hair real quick. So mute me real quick. Gotcha. But um, it's <laughs> in the chat, uh, D-Dubs. Uh, says I uh, went to Warp Tour once. The music was all right, but the energy was damn. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I went to Warp Tour. I think I was. In, I had to have been in like high school, and it was awesome. Like I wasn't really big into like the like the Warp Tour scene at the time, um, but it was when Paramore was touring with like their, you know, the album Misery Business was on. Gotcha. Like, and they were on one of like the opening stages. Right. I uh. I had an e- an emo phase for sure. I uh, I was first a goth kid, and then I was a metal kid, and then I was an emo kid, <clears throat> and then I decided I liked ska, and things got weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was me in college. I went from like rock to ska, and I'm like, well, I like rock, and I play the trombone, so fuck it, I like ska now, and here I am. Oh, yeah, you're, it would help if you're... <laughs> oh, my bad. It would help to, to mute like, your mic. What, what's the other... Um, I saw three unmuted on there. What? Are, what's the other one that's unmuted? Uh, Joe's other mic and that one we don't really technically I'm so fancy, I have two. And this is Bluetooth. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> so, um, 
I, we might have been at the same warp tour. That's I went. I got tinnitus from that warp tour. <laughs> Didn't I go to that with you? That warp tour and um, Spencer and Shane, because I think that's where I met Shane. Uh, I don't think I was with you, but it might have been the same warp tour. Mm. I know it was English Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. I was watching Royce New Found Glory. Park. I was way too close, uh, and the sound turned to static, and I was like, "Oh, that's not good." And then after that, <laughs> good times. Yep. I, uh, I saw a Data Remember at Warp Tour before I liked Data Remember. Back in the day, I, didn't, I couldn't deal with any screaming in any song. So I heard them play live, and I was like, I don't like this very much. And then like a year later, I got super into them and realized that I had missed them at the previous Warp Tour. And it even proclaimed while walking by them that I didn't really like that. And I was like... What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, D-Dub says, I was 15 in my Justin Bieber hair phase, uh, getting yossed by drunk old men. Now that I'm older, I want that energy again. Yeah. Yeah. The Justin Bieber hair energy or the Warped Tour energy? <laughs> Why not both? Por que no los dos. <laughs> well, we had skate and surf, right? Mm-hmm. Which obviously has not happened for the past two years. We had bamboozle. Which was canceled and then redone and it's then also back. yeah also off for the last two years and now coming back. I got to go to Bamboozle for free, uh, in twenty thirteen. Hell yeah! Because the fraternity, air quotes that I was a part of, uh, had a fundraiser beer tent, and they basically told me they're like, yeah, you can, like, come on in, you know, serve beer, drink whatever you want, and uh, have fun. So I. Went to Bamboozle all three days. Hell yeah. So I got to see, like, Bon Jovi, uh, Skrillex. Huh. Catch-22 was there. and Really? They, <laughs> like, they completely butchered uh, Keysby Nights, and I was so mad. Well, this is after <laughs> Tom left, right? Yeah. 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 yeah this is, like, obviously. Clearly. Like, yeah. you know, neutered Catch-22. Like, Catch-1.5. If you hate me so say. much, then stop singing my songs. Should have been caught-22 at that point. Yeah. They should change their name. Dropped. They Dropped should, 22. I, they should I just always, make their own band. I always say this with bands. If you lose your lead singer, you should just change the name of the band. Like, if you lose a guitarist or you lose a drummer, it's understandable. But when you lose your voice, that's literally the band's voice. It depends mm-hmm. how influential that guitar player is. Like, if Dance Gavin Dance or Periphery lost their guitarists, it wouldn't be the same band either. They they both have such unique styles that it, it wouldn't even wouldn't even be similar. Yeah, you know? but I'm talking about bands like Three Days Grace. Oh god, you left. Why are you still a band? Yeah, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, three quarters of the band is dead, but they still go on as Skinner. Yeah, I, got I feel to see like that's a different live. situation. Yeah. Because technically, the for, the for, the original lead singer's brother is now the lead singer. They didn't leave <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> well, that that happened with uh, Killswitch. Killswitch Engage. They they kicked their singer out from the first CD. Got a new singer that was Howard, and he lasted like a decade and a half. And then I think he got like Hep B, no, and had he to retire out on stage. Yeah, but he had it, some. It was. Um... I think it was like a diabetic thing. Turns out he had like some crazy diabetes type situation. Passed out on stage and needed like a year or two to recover. But then he never came back to the band. Mm -hmm. So Jesse is still the singer. They released a track together. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, no. That was like five (laughs) years ago, first of all. But like. That was when he came back. Yeah, but no, Jesse's still the singer of the band, I thought. They might have. I don't know. They might go back and forth. I don't follow them that often yeah. at this point. I used to like them. So, I've got stuff. Oh. So, we've got, uh, what is it? Jesse Leach, current vocalist. Third cup. One third cup, uh, cornstarch or potato starch. If you can fucking find it. What is the difference? Like don't say one's made with potato. corn, one's made with potato. I already got that. Is there a difference in taste? Like, is there a difference <laughs> so in texture? You, if you have potato starch, it <laughs> allegedly would be a little bit more crispy after you uh, fry it. Okay. I tried three different stores. The one store I went to, I was like, potato starch? And he was like, what's that? 
<laughs> it's like, I've never heard of that. And I was like, good day. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing we are going for is just flour. Also a third cup. Shove them in there. Again, if you want to get spicy, sesame seeds. So I'm putting, mm. uh, they say a quarter of a cup. I'm just going to eye it. That might be a little bit more than a quarter of a cup. Eh, gives it more crunch. That's and literally like what it says it does. She crunchy. So combine everything. Blah, blah, blah. And this is after it marinates for a little while. We, we had some, uh, some TV magic. Um, and, no, we had uh, this color bowl the whole time. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, but we had some TV magic. You want to let it marinate, let it get all the, the juices all seeped up into the chicken and whatnot. And yeah. it's going to be a, a good time for sure. Yep. <clears throat> so stir this all together to, you know, get your chicken battered. I have the oil. You could use peanut oil. Uh, canola oil, I forget the other one, any neutral oil. So, like, don't use olive oil. Don't use, like, the heavy flavored oils. It's going to be a bad time. All right. Yeah. yeah, I did the meatballs in a ton of olive oil. That's how you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, like, 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 hardcore Italian cooking, you can't use anything but olive oil. Yeah. If you ask me. I mean, shit, you can use olive oil to grease a bearing. It'll still work. That's true. <laughs> I see nothing wrong here. And then obviously you want, you know, one hand with chicken, one hand without chicken, just to not cross-contaminate and all that fun stuff. Powdered fingers. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I usually just wash my hands like 15 fucking times. The problem is when you're working with flour, mm -hmm. every time you wash your hands... It becomes more a flour thicker and stuck thicker to it. coat of <laughs> ah. until your fingers no longer function. <laughs> now you're wearing gloves. <laughs> now it's just like, oh look, my hands are large. <laughs> These feel strange. Yeah. Yeah, I've never felt this kind of consistency before. Because <laughs> I'm sure with like the wet, like there's no wet. There's slipper. Like they feel like it feels like rubber. Like, it feels like I'm... Oh, that's weird. It's very weird consistency. So we're just throwing them into the... Uh, into the wets into the dries. Wets into the dries. And then we fry the dries in the wets. Yeah, you got to wet the dry, the dries, then dry the wet, again. and then dry the wet, wet the dries. Correct. And, yes. you know, you got to throw it all in there <laughs> together. So in the meantime, while we're uh, powdering these donuts, yep. Dalton says in the chat, uh, Smash games, Smash-like games and their, their resurgence. Multiverses, Brawl. Um, I think the Brawl community is very strange. Um, I know a lot of people that play Brawl on a, I won't say professional level, but like at least some sort of competitive level. Mm -hmm. And they're all pretty cool people. Um, my friend Jake's really good at Smash. Uh, Pretty sure Yogg's really good at Smash. Um, I've been to a couple tournaments with high-level Smash players, and that is a trip. There, there are some, there are some unique ducks up there. Uh, probably much like a lot of competitive esports. Um, I think multiverses is going to be a fad. Honestly, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to get the kind of ground. So a lot of, from what I'm hearing. Because um, my uh, brother-in-law is very big in the Smash community, mm -hmm. they a lot of them have transitioned off of Smash and either onto the Nickelodeon game mm -hmm. or multiverses. They are really enjoying it, and they're saying that the community, like the developers, yeah. are really listening to what people want. And between <clears throat> that and Nintendo making Smash get pulled out of all of like the competitive scenes, yeah. There's a hole to fill. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to end up being multiverses. I think another game is going to end up filling that slot. Um, maybe I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not really a Smash player, so I think that that is pretty much just a guess. Uh, mm -hmm. From the initial complaints I heard about 1v1 multiverses from people who play it on the high end, 
they told me that it was a very wonky kind of system with strange hitboxes and weird timing. And that could just be growing pains getting used to the game. But <clears throat> I think a better option will probably present itself in the next year or two. But I definitely see where that opportunity presents itself because Nintendo is killing Smash on purpose. They don't want it to be a competitive game. They said that multiple times. People still play it competitively because it's a fighting game. It's going to get played competitively. Oh, yeah. Um, I see what you're saying, though, Joe, and I agree with it. <clears throat> I don't know if Multiverses is going to end up being that game. But uh, the folks that I have seen playing it seem to really enjoy it in 2v2s. That's where a lot of people have said that the game really shines. Mm -hmm. Well, Joe, you've been doing the whole... Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> Nickelodeon <laughs> thing, like... I've been playing Multiverses. <laughs> oh, multi. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I've been in the 2v2 scene. And uh, it's been fantastic. So, I was just... After you're done coding all your stuff, mm -hmm. put it in a strainer, then just tap it to get all the excess stuff off of it. Gotcha. Uh, and now, switch back to you. We're going to do some camera magic, and Ooh. you'll be... Transported magically lens. over to the frying, uh, <laughs> the fry zone. It's hard not to look over at Joe because I want to watch the whole process. So like, right. <laughs> instead of me like facing the camera like we usually do, I'm like, because the kitchen's over yonder. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I cooking I've always found very cool, but I always hate doing it. So yes, watching other people cook, and then maybe eventually down the road on the channel you get to see me fuck up some dishes. Ooh, that I'm excited for that. Uh, <laughs> not not for you to fuck up the dishes, <laughs> but like I, I, I'm excited for like for you to have a hand, for me to have a hand. Like yeah, like there there are like some things that I can I can cook fairly decently, but there are others that I am dog shit awful at, and that's what I'm excited to do. I, I'm excited to like to mess up. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I only cook well when I have a direct recipe to follow. My biggest pet peeve while viewing recipes is like when it tells you salt and pepper to taste and it's some, with something that's like uncooked or raw. Mm -hmm. How the fuck am I supposed to know what the taste so means? That's one of those things. Whenever you see a recipe that's like a pinch of salt or a pinch of pepper, what you think in your mind is like take your little tiny fingers salt and bag. do a pinch. Yeah. What you don't realize is that a pinch is an actual measurement, and it's a large amount. <laughs> oh. I, but that's not even, like, at least that's some sort of direction. Yep. All right, so we have the uh, the camera on here. And if you're listening on uh, on the audio version of the show, uh, Joe is, Joe's got his, uh, his uh, tongs and whatnot, and he's just dropping it in the fryer. He's got the walk going. Yep. I have the wok set to 350. Uh, don't go above that. Oh, you're going to hear that sizzle. Oh, yeah. Ooh, baby, snap, that crackle, smelled, pop. It smells so good. It just hit oil. <laughs> so these only cook for like, I think it was like a minute, minute and a half, uh, basically until they're golden brown. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you have to rotate them? No, I have it in a deep enough section that they're covered. Oh, okay. Do they sink to the bottom or kind of like hang in the middle? Um, I didn't put that much oil, so they're kind of just there. Got it. So the key with frying is to make sure to keep the temperature uh, high because right now, so I set it at 350, but then I dropped a really cold shit in it. Mm -hmm. So it's already down to like 325. So now the heat's got to go up right. to make sure you're in that 350 area. Got it. And uh, make sure you don't go too high because then you smoke the oil. And then uh, yep. potentially the fire department gets called. Not a good time. And do not put water on oil fires. Yes. Please don't do that. Tabletop trio safety tip. If there is an oil <laughs> fire, do not throw water on it. Yes. A fire oil, extinguisher is what you need to use. Because oil and water, they don't mix. Tabletop Trio safety tip number two. You should have a fire extinguisher somewhere in your house. Know where it is and make sure it's still within its hydro test. I keep one in my office because when I play video games, my shit's fire. Also, I have like 37 servers down there. Give me with a womp, 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 womp. 
<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, so these are looking goldy. Ooh. Ooh, baby. <laughs> so now we're fishing them out of the wok and placing them on a drying rack. What's in there? Is that just uh, like a rack and then under is paper towels? Got it, yep. got it. Uh, so when I made the meatballs, I ended up, I used way too much oil. Uh, <laughs> Allie actually suggested I take some out of the pan. So I stuck the container back in upside down, like, and squeezed it first and then just sucked the oil back into it. And uh, I put seven massive meatballs in. They were completely submerged and the oil went like real, real high up on the pan wall. And I was sitting there like, ooh, that doesn't boil over. I'm going to have a bad time. I made a yeah, you sent the mistake. picture to me. You're like, is that fine? I'm like, yeah. Paper towels, your friends. Yep. <laughs> I was warned ahead of time. If the oil's going to be that high, make sure I clean up afterward. Uh, I, I didn't end up getting a whole lot of. Uh, of bubbling and, and popping. So mm -hmm. really cleanup was minimal. I was pretty happy about that. Indeed. Yeah, look at they they look good. So these look Hell yeah. um delicious. They look amazing. <laughs> and like they smell just as good as they look too. So here's another thing like when I'm cooking, what I'm always nervous of. Every time I cook something, I end up like cutting like cutting something in half. To make sure it's cooked all the way through, I'm like terrified of serving somebody uncooked meat. Yeah. So my stuff is occasionally overcooked out of caution, mm -hmm. um, or overcooked out of ADHD, and I forget to check the time. Yeah. So I would do well with like an egg timer in the future. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, almost like they have had a solution for that for fucking hundreds of years. Right. They also probably have longer. One of these digital timer. Yes. Digital no, uh, meet the, uh, that and a meat, uh, a meat thermometer. Thank you. Meat popsicle. In case you're <laughs> wondering, the house is currently at 75.4. Nice. Good to know. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, I did buy one of those. So that's how I knew the meatballs were good. Um, I made sure I hit the standard beef chuck temperature which it told me to on the side of the thermometer, which I now forget, but I think it was like 160, 165, somewhere in there. I know Sounds like right. frying is unhealthy and all that other stuff, but there is no more satisfying noise than a fryer frying. If you close your eyes and look at that, it almost sounds like heavy rain on a tin roof. That's what I'm saying. It's it just really relaxing. Does. Very relaxing. Got that nice... Like I go to sleep with rain noise because mm -hmm. it's very relaxing. What I'm what I'm hearing is, if I ever become rich enough, instead of like the rain noise machines, I'm just gonna have a chef in my <laughs> bedroom just frying things for me to go to sleep. Oh boy, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> 4 a.m. watch says Joe's looking real professional over there. Right. I even got the rack and everything. I really, I, I tried to make it look like I'm, I know what I'm doing or something. <laughs> it's almost like you've done this before many a time. Like, you know exactly twice, what you know. you're doing. I have, I have never used this recipe. I have never fried in a wok before. Really? Yeah. I what usually, would be, what's the difference, what's the difference between frying in a wok like that versus frying in like the flat bottom pan with high walls that I use. Is there any like, what does um, it do anything really different? If I had like a wok burner, then yeah, the heat's just like insane different. What that um, though? So a wok burner, um, if, if this is the wok, the burner in your oven, mm. it, it's like a, it's a foot pedal and it's just like a torch that's straight oh. up. So like this uh, burner could go to 18,000 BTU. Which is a lot for like a kitchen. Normally they're between thirteen and fifteen thousand. Mm -hmm. uh, ones for walks are like twenty eight to like forty five thousand. Sheesh. So, so not just a kitchen lot of heat friendly. Really fast. Gotcha. Kitchen friendly, but not under cabinet friendly, right? Yeah. 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 Not, you definitely need under. like a hood, like. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot to it, and uh, the walk burners amazing, by the way. also are concave. So that the wok sits in it 
and you could really do that like oh got move. it like throwing the rice yep yeah so when i do it here it's very much like a manual you hear a lot of like the ching noise and like gotcha. scratching cast iron but <laughs> temps are still good chicken's still good and i'm excited to try this me too I the would like thing... cooking a whole lot better if the plates magically clean themselves after. Right. That's what dishwashers are for. Yeah, but then I have to load the dishwasher. Yeah, I mean, that's as close as you can get to magic. And then, like, you have to pre-wash some stuff that's got a lot of, like, crap on it. Like, I can't just dump the oil down the drain. Like, I got to pour it in a container and freeze it and then scoop it out of the garbage. But you could actually uh, strain the oil and then use it again. You would now? You could use the oil multiple times. Oh. As long as you're not f- uh, frying anything like dirty, uh, the oil will be fine. So since we're frying chicken, um, this oil is fine. So uh, we have our behind-the-scenes magic chicken that's in the fridge. I'm going to fry those tomorrow. Right. So I'm going to use this oil tomorrow. Gotcha. So you what? just strain out all the, the schmutz. What kind of strainer? Like a mesh strainer. Does that have to be like a certain thickness of, of uh, no. opening? Like this, this strainer? Oh, okay. will be fine. Got it. You're just trying to catch, like there's a lot of sesame seeds in here right now. Yeah. Um, like the, the pieces of cornstarch that may have fallen off. Or yeah. That's what you're trying to catch. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, because I know you can use, um, like obviously you can freeze your bacon grease and then recook with that. Oh, okay. Um, and you know that kind of stuff. I personally, I've never done it before. I but love like I, my dad saves all of like the bacon grease and all that kind of stuff. But I've personally never done it. So in my fridge, I have duck tallow and I have beef tallow, seasoned in a jar. I don't know what that is. Beef fat, duck fat. Gotcha. Tallow is basically just a jar of fat. Oh. So. How come I only have knowledge of things unpractical? <laughs> you want to know what the stress strain curve is on a specific type of aircraft grade aluminum? I got you. What's tallow? <laughs> Duh. When I was in the store, I was like, what do they make sauce out of like bird like claws? <laughs> that seems terribly inefficient. <laughs> and I didn't even know I didn't even know cows had claws. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a terrifying thing. Oh, can you imagine them walking around? Instead of clip clop, it's. Yeah. You mean like bears? Shit. <laughs> no, you can't. Well, you could probably milk a bear. You shouldn't. Why did you say those words? <laughs> <laughs> why, why did I have to hear that? Sorry. Forty-two thirty. That'll be our preview for uh, that. We're going up on socials the next day. (laughs) You can milk a bear, but you probably shouldn't. (laughs) Oh my! Tabletop trio safety tip number three for today. (laughs) Don't milk bears. Don't milk bears. (laughs) If it's what? What's the adage for um for bears? If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, get on the ground. If it's white, say goodnight. Yep. Yep. And if it has talons, get the fuck out of there. Called Jimmy Fallon? I know, I tried. If it has talons, what the fuck bear is that? <laughs> Joe, come on. It's a fucking owl bear. I, you know, I was just about to say that. <laughs> oh, you're right. If I see bears with talons, call your DM. <laughs> you're going to call me and I'm just going to go roll for initiative. Ah, <laughs> uh, Shit. <laughs> I gave I gave the bear a die so he could roll initiative and he just ate it <laughs> in my hand too <laughs> uh, is that, that a crit? Has advantage? <laughs> well clearly that was a natural one <laughs> the bear definitely has advantage someone failed their animal handling check alright so we are sitting Lower the heat a tiny bit. This is our last little batch. Then uh, they sit for about five minutes. 
the heat is going to go up to 400 degrees, and we're going to fry them again. Oh. oh. I didn't you even thought know that they was... were done. Oh. Wait, doesn't the oil smoke at like 375? No, that's olive oil. Oh, gotcha. What is, would you use canola oil? Uh, I use canola oil because it's a neutral oil. What does that smoke at? Uh, I think somewhere in the fives. Oh, shit. This is usually uh, when you go to like county fairs and they're making like Zeppelins and all that stuff. Gotcha. That's, they're using canola oil. A, because it's cheap as dirt. <laughs> uh, and B, because it doesn't taste bad. So when you cook 8 million batches of food, it doesn't like transfer the flavor. Gotcha. I actually can smell canola oil very strongly. Yeah. So like right now, that's pretty much all I can smell. Not not an issue. Like it's not like it's a bad smell. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know how like sometimes you get a food or a flavor or a smell that really like sticks out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that canola oil is one of those where it's like, boom, there's fucking canola oil somewhere nearby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's by definitely the way, one of those things. By the way, canola, canola, canola oil. Canola oil. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with me? Canola uh, oil smokes between three seventy-five and four fifty. Oh, there you go. All right. So the more you know. Tabletop trio safety tip number five: <laughs> Do not heat your canola oil into the five hundreds. You will set off your fire alarms. All right. So that is sitting. For a minute, uh, I'm going to let the heat get up to 400. And while I do that, I'm just going to dice uh, a couple of chives. It's just for garnish. Garnish. Yeah, garnish. Make it look pretty. <clears throat> and you get to deal with Bronson and I's faces for the next few minutes. Yeah. So that's super fun. <laughs> Yay! Um, if you're in the chat, uh, make sure you pop in, say hi. Let us know what you're looking forward to uh to seeing us do in the next few weeks. Um, I know in a couple weeks we're going to have another cooking episode in probably about a month or so. Uh, Cast Iron Kyle um, on Instagram has billions of followers. It's, it's actually crazy how many people follow this guy just for, like, cast iron cooking and cast iron pots. He'll, like, refurbish um, cast iron and all that kind of stuff. So he's going to be coming on. He's going to be the one doing the cooking. And the three of us will be sitting here uh, like Bronson and I are right now while he's doing the cooking and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm still going to be the one asking stupid questions. Hey, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Unless it's like, what animal is that? So what's the casting process to pick (laughs) a cast iron? What what is the audition like? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, 4am watch says our fireside drinking episodes, uh, in the fall, a possibility. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Positively. Yes. Um, right. we're, we're talking a little bit off air about like some back. of the ideas that we had and, uh, it, yeah, they are absolutely a, uh, a possibility. I'm looking forward to get absolutely blasted on stream and, uh, not be able to speak, but, uh, <laughs> it's it, my favorite fall drink is actually, uh, it's an angry orchard with a shot of fireball in it. Yes. It's called an angry balls. Angry balls. Yep. Yep. So. I have not had angry balls in a very long time. It's so good. Is there any good drink mix with heated apple cider? Probably. Hot apple cider slaps so, so that, fucking hard. That was uh, part of that episode idea I had was to try uh, different ciders in different ways. So... The same cider, hot versus cold. Uh, ah. Hard cider, you don't do that hot. You just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Four M watches. Uh, yay! It's so relaxing to me, especially if you share your scariest D and D stories. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that would yeah, be fun. yeah. You know what would actually be kind of fun to try? What? And I know I'm just spitballing here live, um, but if we did an episode about D and D. Like, we, we do essentially, like, a really quick one-shot, like a one-hour, two-hour one-shot, something like that, where Twitch, it would be... Twitch the, plays D&D? Like, the three of us. Yeah, something along those Twi- lines. Twitch well, chat. Oh, what if Twitch chat is one of the players? Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. 
Because like I could I could totally see something like that. And I think it would be fun too because we have to roll with it. You know, I've I've literally. I see what you did. The timing. Um, but like, you know, I, I've streamed iRacing and that kind of stuff. We're we're streaming the cooking and that kind of deal now. I would love for us to stream. Like, even if someone who's never played D&D before but would like to see it played, like, something like that. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Have it, like, a really stripped-down version because we, you know, we, we definitely go a lot, like, pretty in-depth when we do our regular Thursday games. Mm-hmm. But, like, even if we did something that was a little more, you know, like, laid back, stripped down, like, oh, the yeah. three of us maybe bring in a fourth person, um, something along those lines. Yeah. I, I think that would be a lot of fun just to kind of showcase okay this is what goes on like you know that kind of deal I would like that I think maybe once every two months or once a month somewhere in that time frame maybe like in the middle six weeks I could definitely plan like a one shot for the channel and do that live make it like a three four hour deal you know Mm -hmm. and then um be heavily influenced by what the chat says that would be that would be wild (laughs) Um, D-Dubs in the chat says a wild sheep chase one shot was something I was looking at and it looked so good. It is phenomenal. Funny thing that you say that because Bob's been trying to run a sheep one shot on a day that I'm not available for our Thursday game for like months now. I, I have ran that exact. That is actually the one shot that I, uh, that I ran. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Um, and if you're running it for like new players, mm-hmm. it's great. It's only like level four, level five characters, so you don't have like that much each character can really like get into the weeds with and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and it's just it's so much fun to do. So I uh, D Dubs, do it. You will not regret it. And I I added a little bit of like homebrew into that too. Mm-hmm. Um, where like I like. If I needed to like stretch it out, if it was going a little too fast, I could throw a little mini thing in there. Yep. Um, I'm actually running a one shot tomorrow and Friday. Same same one shot both days. Um, are you doing the Thursday because Allie and I aren't available tomorrow? Are you yes. doing the sheep for the Thursday group? Uh, I did the sheep for the Thursday group the last time. Gotcha. Um, that we were able to get together. This one is actually a complete custom homebrew one that I made. Nice. Hey, are you um, over this way? Yes. Can you see the chicken right now on the plate? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop escalating. That's going to get weird quick. Yeah. Um, I said stop escalating. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that, like, the one shot that we're doing tomorrow, I'm definitely nervous because it's completely homebrewed by me. You'll be fine. Um... What's the so, worst that happens? You TPK everybody? That's true. But I'm actually a Experience. little more nervous for Friday because I'm running it for eight people. That's a lot. It is a lot. <clears throat> it is a lot. And that's what I'm nervous because there are at least one, maybe two players who've never played before. And there's three or four of them have played once right. total. Um, the rest have been playing for years, so they, they know what's going on and that kind of thing. Um, but admittedly, I'm a little nervous just because it's a lot of people. You're going to do great. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> You'll be fine. I don't know. Everybody psychs up DMing so much like it's the hardest thing in the world. It's really not. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing about DMing is getting everybody at the table to get along. If you already have a group of friends where everybody at the table gets along, then it won't be an issue. Um, the only times I've ever had issues at the table is really when someone decides they want to start being a fucking asshole or uh, you end up bringing in people who have never interacted before and you don't know how they're going to interact and they have a, a personality clash. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I think that could happen at the table that really kind of makes it a bad experience mm-hmm. um, other than like the DM just being belligerently mean to a, a player or, or, you know, a character or something yeah. like that. Like, luckily for me, the, the people that I'm DMing for on Friday, we're all friends. We've all known each other, like, basically since middle school. Yeah. So that shouldn't be, you know, any issue or anything like that. Just introduce it to them. It's just a matter of, like, 
you know, the new players being a little too afraid to say anything, the experienced players, luckily with that group, they'll sit there and they'll help out the new player and they'll say, okay, this is what you want to do. Right. Maybe you want to might look into doing X, Y, or Z. That might be a good idea, but whatever you think is good, you do it and kind of like helping out right. that way. Right. Because everyone's new at some point. You know what I mean? So. Okay. We have cooked chicken. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm going to plate these up real quick. So if you want to switch back to you real quick. Sure. No, I'm just going to. If you've been waiting for an opportunity to try to DM, just do it. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad's going to happen. Worst case scenario, you don't really like it that much. Best case scenario, you love it. Yeah. And that's, honestly, that was me doing the one shot because my friends wanted to all play D&D. They knew that I played. And they're like, oh, Bob, you play. Do you want to run a session? And I'm like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> and then I found the, uh, the, the sheep one. Um, now that I'm doing better, might buy a module. Don't know which one. Okay, best module for a starter DM, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Hands down. Uh, co-written by Matt Mercer. Uh, it is a phenomenal book. There's a lot of options. You've already played through it, and I held really tight to the book when, uh, when you played through it. So you already have a, a kind of an idea of the pacing. Um... Highly, highly recommend. Highly recommend it. Um, if your intention was to do it for the guys in the Discord that have already played it, um, the other book I would really suggest is Storm King's Thunder. That book can be a lot of fun. does require some prep and looking into it because there are some situations where the book introduces where it's kind of brutal for no reason, um, but not, not terrible. Um, lots of room for... Homebrew, lots of room for role play opportunities. It's not just like a, you know, meat grinder uh, scenario. I had a lot of fun playing Storm King's Thunder. It's probably my favorite book. That's good to know. Because, like, I, I don't see myself, at least right now, like DMing a regular campaign. I just, frankly, don't have the time to do it. Mm. Um, but every now and then, if like my friends want to get together and do a one shot or something like that, like yeah, that I'm completely cool with. Whenever you get the urge, whenever that idea sparks up, and you're just like, "Bang, that'd be fun!" Just mm-hmm. write a one shot. Well, uh, that's that's actually what happened with uh, this current one. Uh, Dub says, "Love the advice." Um, Love you. That that's actually kind of <laughs> what happened with with mine. Um, we were actually sitting here. Um, and one of the other people in our, our D and D group made a, uh, Ooh. Oh yeah. Here yes. we go. I'm excited. <laughs> Hank sauce. The, the T-Rex. Herb infused hot sauce. This looks incredible. Thank you. I am so psyched to put this in my face. Ugh. Set that down. Um, but yeah, like I got that idea from sitting here. The day uh, Joe did the sous vide steak, nice. someone else in our part in, in our group made a comment about something, and I'm like, "That would be an incredible one shot." Um, and sous vide T-Rex. Thus, my idea came uh, came to life. Do you imagine a sous vide T-Rex? T-Rex. I mean, that might have to be a new. Thank you. I don't know if it's hot sauce capable because I haven't tasted it. I'm just going out on a limb and saying it can't. Not be good. <laughs> All right, so oh, I want to try one without the hot sauce first. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna Let do. I'm gonna do non-sauce. Raw dog that one. See what it tastes like. All right, everybody ready? Would we'll you like on three? Like one, two, three. Right, one, two, three. Our forward. Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> that slaps. <laughs> They're so tender. Mm. <laughs> Man, that's oh really good. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Fuck. I'm a fan. I really got the ginger in there. It, like, mm-hmm. it, it's not overpowering either. It just tastes like really good ginger chicken. Yeah, I was a little worried because I actually don't like ginger, but it's hot sauceable. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a feeling. It's very hot sauceable. See, the thing about me is that when I cook, I let my hot, uh, not my hot, 
my fat kid instincts kicking. <laughs> I do that while I shop. Don't do that. Mm. Not a good plan. Oh, oh, oh. Sheesh. And if you want to see a, a, a shot of the, uh, the finished product, uh, check us out uh, later tonight after the episode. Uh, or if you're a podcast listener right now, um, all the, at all the social medias, at Tabletop Trio. Uh, Twitter, I think we're Tabletop underscore Trio. Um, and we'll have pictures up there and all the fun stuff because this is, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah, fuck, that's good. Damn. Thanks, book. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> Thank you, Dice Gods. <laughs> Beat me to it. Oh, so crispy. But, like, you know how usually when you have crispy food, it's also dry because, mm-hmm. like, they really fry it? The chicken is so juicy it's, and so tender. It really is. This is, like, a direct upgrade to, like, if you would go order ginger chicken at, like, a Chinese food place. Like, I would much prefer getting something like this than, like, the, you know, the ton of breading mm-hmm. that's all soggy and shit. I can't imagine, like, this is already really crispy. Uh, switching to the potato starch, I, I can't imagine this being crispier. And, you know what I mean? Like, this is still, right now. Mm-hmm. Got that crunch. Ooh, yeah, but, that's the thing. Like, it's not... Because, like, you, you, you first put your fork in it, and, like, you feel the crunch. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you know, did it, like, get crispy all the way through? It's literally perfect in the middle. Yeah. It I looks... actually poked a couple while you weren't looking to make sure that <laughs> they were cooked all the way. There's a couple pieces you can get. You bite a piece of chicken, and there's, like, a tiny, like, one of the pieces of minced ginger. Mm-hmm. And then your tongue is a little spicy. From the ginger. Just but you taste one, that little bit of garlic, too. Oh, highly recommend the garlic. <laughs> yeah, the cookbook says optional. It's a necessity. We don't. <laughs> and I think the sesame seeds are actually a necessity because they bring, like, an earthy flavor while you're chewing. And the sesame? I'm leaving. <laughs> this is your house. I'm leaving. <laughs> I got a wireless mic. I'm finishing the episode outside. <laughs> That was, that was bad. <clears throat> I love, my favorite part is Joe could literally walk away and he's still <laughs> mic'd up. That's right. I told you, I'm out. Well, because at first I look over and the mic's sitting right <laughs> in front of your face and I'm like, like in my head, I'm like, Joe, talk into the mic. I ain't like, talking to shit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm double mic. I, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. I'm going to grab a little plate while I'm leaving and give a couple of these to my wife or she'll be very angry at me. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Definitely. Because this is just... I think she's in the chat. Hot sauce? No hot sauce? I feel like you have to do the hot sauce. Just bring in the hot sauce. Yeah, just put it on the side, you know. Yeah, hit me with a dab. I hate it. This is, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. And uh, I, th- I think Survey says we need to do cooking episodes more often. Um, <laughs> By Survey, you mean your taste buds? Yes. I survey every <laughs> single taste bud, and they all say yes. It's me. I'm the taste bud. Ah, Yes. Just call me the human taste bud. I'm not your taste bud. <laughs> I'm not your bud taste uh, something. I don't know. <laughs> no, but this has been uh, oh, there. We are absolutely incredible. Oh yeah. Um. And yeah, so when when Joe gets back, we'll uh, I guess Ooh. we'll probably wind up wrapping it up here. We've been doing this for a bit long, a little over an hour. You know. Um, but this has been so much fun. Oh yeah. I can't wait to do this again. Mm-hmm. And I Hi. think it, it came back more. Ha. So I was like, 
how is it? She's in the middle of chewing. Just head nodding. No, no audible responses. Just, just nod of approval. Eyes closed, head slightly tilted back. <laughs> Big inhale through the nose. Mm-hmm. Really feeling it. I'm really feeling it. Yeah, this has been... Um... Hank's hot sauce. Hit us up. I, honestly, <laughs> so I like the hot sauce. I don't know if I like it better with the hot sauce. I, I, they're so good, I kind of like them without any sauce, but the hot sauce also tastes good. So I went like half and half. That's what I've been doing, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did a few with, a few without. Mm-hmm. It's like that spice is good for like two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you like let it linger. That's good. It really is. Uh, can Joe try to remake the Korean garlic butter Popeye's chicken sandy? Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Next <laughs> next cooking episode? I, I think next that might have episode? to be the new one. All right, cool. Um, Thank you for the suggestion. It's definitely perfectly cooked. <laughs> so that is, that's, oh my God. Uh, I guess right now it's a good jumping off point. Finish the uh, the cooking episode. And I'd say it was a success. Mm-hmm. Cooking in d and I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm I, all for it. I, it's funny that I posted the Escape from Flavortown shirt. On Facebook yesterday. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> that was right in alignment with our episode today. It's Honestly, I, I don't think you could have done it better. There's Both of you. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Well, you had the shirt. True, true. Yep. Yeah. It was definitely uh, it was, on flavor. It was true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can confirm. I like the streaks of flour. Yeah, that's how you know you're cooked. Yeah. If you if you finish and your clothes aren't dirty, you're not you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's why my clothes are always clean after. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, thank you all so much for hanging out with us here on Tabletop Trio. Uh, this has been the cooking episode. Make sure, like First I said, you can episode. you can follow us here. Uh, give us a, a follow on Twitch, please. Um, good news is we are now on Google Podcasts as well as Podbean. Uh, so if you missed any of today's action, you can listen tomorrow um, and re-listen to the audio version of the show there. So while you're driving in, you can listen to us or wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing, you can bring us with you as well. So for one final time, I am Bob. I'm Bronson. And I'm Joe. And this has been Tabletop Trio. Don't milk bears! It's been a PSA. Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs>